Let's get sciency. Sir, I will live with perseverance in the spirit of Taekwondo. Courtesy for fellow students. Integrity within myself. And to become a black belt leader. Welcome to the ATA Nation podcast. Welcome back, ATA Nation. We are excited to see you today. To hear you today? I don't know what the right term is. Welcome back to the ATA Nation podcast. My name is Senior Master Zach Hayden. This is episode 58, and we are thrilled to have you. Today, we have with us uh, Mrs. Kaminsky. This has been one of our most popular guests on the podcast, um, talking about sports performance and injury prevention. And we got a little uh, uh, deep in um, understanding uh, sports-specific training today. I went to her seminar at uh, World Championships. I loved it. It was awesome. There was a phrase she mentioned that I wanted to dig in a little deeper with her on, and uh, we talked about it in this interview. Um, so I, I want to share that with you, but I, I want to remind you to stick around till the end of the interview because after the interview, I've got a, a little a little announcement, uh, not an announcement, a tease. I need your help with something, okay? I need your help. Uh, with a special project. So uh, let's get to our special guest first. Special guest interview. TNA Nation, we have with us uh, today uh, Mrs. Kaminsky, who uh, did an amazing uh, seminar at World Championships. Uh, I snuck in to it and just had a blast learned a ton of information. Um, have you recovered from world championships, ma'am? Finally, sir. I'm not <laughs> sure about ATA nation, but I mean, we had athlete development leading up until that. So yeah. that, you know, I came home from that. I was a little under the weather and then we went straight to that. I, and just all the preparation, like it, that was just a whirlwind. Like it's always like July just woo blows in, man. And it's like, oh, yeah. Took yes, a while. ma'am. Took a while. I hear you. Uh, well, I got to take this seminar that you had at World Championships, and it was uh, a lot about stretching, um, strengthening and stretching, some myths, some things, and it was excellent. Um, I saw that you are on the schedule for Fall Nationals, and I love what they're doing at Fall Nationals, offered two different times. Um, right. Is this going to be a continuation? Is this going to be a re, uh, you know, all the people missed this one because the room was packed? Um, uh, what are you doing at nationals? Yeah. So we, what we, the way um, chief master Scouse has been running all of whoops. Did I lose you? No, I still, you still got have? you. Okay. Yep. I'm sorry. The way no uh, chief master Scouse has been running all the seminars is he tries to run them three times in a row at a national event to try to give, you know, people the ability to, you know, get to yeah, a specific seminar. One. So, yeah. yeah. So, I had ran the dynamic warm up and eccentric hamstring strengthening course three nationals. And now this will be my second national at fall nationals. So we'll run the same material, which was, you know, learning other ways um, to increase your flexibility, your mobility, besides just static stretching. Because for some people, static stretching is something that historically hasn't worked out for them mm-hmm. or is more difficult for them, them compared to other people, or they just want to add to it so that they can make better functional gains in 
in a more time efficient way. So that's kind of what we talked about. And that's what we'll talk about again. Well, it was a great seminar. I encourage people to uh, sign up for that. And I, like I said, I love that they're offering two different time slots uh, for that at uh, Fall Nationals in Pittsburgh. And uh, you'll be, I mean, that's pretty close to you guys. It won't uh, yeah. have quite yeah, the we, travel time. Right. We're 20 minutes out of the city. So um, super yeah, it nice. should, should be nice. I keep feeling like I should be hosting like a picnic or like something <laughs> at the house, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure you'll have plenty to do. Uh, well, there was, there was a phrase that you mentioned in the seminar that I wanted to interview with you about today. Um, and that was the idea of sports specific training is not necessarily doing these, you know, you see a lot of these things that it's just like, I'm holding, um, a kettlebell while doing a kick. Um, and that's not, not saying that that isn't helpful or that isn't a, um, an aspect of it, but the, the true kind of definition you said about sports specific training was, um, training for the specific requirements of your individual sport, whatever it might be. Yeah, exactly. So when we're looking at martial arts, what, what is that? What, what are some of those sports specific things that I must train for? Right. So you're exactly right in the fact that, you know, sports specificity type of training deals with the imposed demands. And that's the phrase I like to use the imposed Imposed demands. demands. So yes, what does, what does that sport demand of your body? Okay. Um, And, you know, like to pinpoint any one thing would be difficult. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I like in my very first seminar, one of a sports specific um, demand for a martial artist is being able to contract your muscles in a lengthened position. Okay. Okay. So like the hamstrings. Okay. So when you talk sports specificity, what you do is you, you take the motion of the sport, you take the action of the, the sport, you break it down and you say, here's the muscles involved in that action. But here's the way they're biomechanically set up for that action. And then here's how you break it down so that like, like I said before, if, um, you know, you're doing, um, let's say you're doing a repeating round kick in the classroom. Well, we know that the hamstrings have to contract in a very lengthened position. And that's why injuries occur because we're weak in the lengthened position. So then we say, okay, how do we strengthen those hamstrings? Well, they have to be strengthened in a lengthened position. So then you go back and you say, okay, here's the exercises. Here's the training techniques that would pinpoint strengthening a muscle in the lengthened position. So, you know, then you would, you know, so that's, that's one specific example. Hamstrings are a huge demand to martial arts. Mm -hmm. They help us protect our knees. And they also, if they're weak and we kick and we rechamber or we're at a lengthened position when we stand on that leg on the floor. So if you picture your leg, one leg up in the air and you're standing on your leg on the floor, that hamstring is at full range of motion. And most people collapse or feel that pull in their hamstring because it's a full range of motion. And then the momentum that's happening in the top of their body. The, the amount of force they're generating in the top of the body, the hamstring below can't sustain the pelvis. So it tears. So it's a matter of the load exceeding the ability. Okay. okay. Um, so any type of movement in martial arts, 
So balance, how do we, like when we say sports specific and we look at balance, well, we know for us, balance is a lot of times based on unilateral stances, whether Mm -hmm. they're static positions that we hold or whether they are repeated kicks or whether they're sparring, um, whatever it may be. Maybe it's even just doing a spin, like a hook kick spin that's in like the song knot form or, or, you know, something like that. Um, what happens is, is that you have to look at that motion and say, what is it demanding at the body? Like, what does the body need to be able to do in order to maintain its balance? What muscles are being used and it, what it, biomechanical disadvantage are they at? Because that's what we want to reproduce. And then that's how we attribute exercises or training techniques to work on that specific demand. If that makes sense. Yes, that makes perfect sense. So would we consider, I mean, obviously it's a good thing to do, but if we do like a, we've got a BOSU ball and we're standing on the BOSU ball and working kicks, is that a drill that we would specify as a sports specific kind of drill? Or do we need to take that and look at um, what strengthening, you know, the something specific to, to consider it sports specific. Okay. So that's it. And that's a, it's a great question because that's actually um, an example that you might look at and say, yeah, that's a great thing to do. And it, it can be a great thing to do, but you're doing two things in that. And what are you really trying to train? If you train at a sub maximal capacity, that is what you will reproduce. So let's go back to standing on the BOSU ball and let's stand on one foot. Okay. What are we working on? We're working on proprioception right in our foot. Okay. Like the, the rocking on the soft surface, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're working on the feedback and we're training the feedback because we know that feedback comes up through the foot, goes up the leg, goes into the spinal cord. The spinal cord says, Hey, you need to lean this way. And then they send a signal back down to the foot and say, okay, move your foot this way to stop yourself from falling to the other side. So you're training that. But at the same time, if you're kicking, you're training the stability muscles in your hips, right? Whether depending on what kick it is, whether it's the glute medius, whether it's the hip flexor, whether it's the bleaks on the other side, you're also training that. So when you think about that, do you think that you can train both maximally at the same time? Probably not. No. So, so would the idea be that something like that, getting on the BOSA ball and doing that would almost more be a uh, to get on there and kick would almost be more of a test of how efficiently or how effectively I worked um, those two pieces individually, maximally before I went and did it uh, on a BOSA ball. Right. So it would, it would I be were, a performance more than than anything. Right. So if I were training optimally, if somebody's balance was really off, I would break that movement down. And I would say, okay, what are the movements that they're off? And okay, let's pretend it's the single leg stance in the fifth degree form, which we Mm -hmm. all know, right? So you have to train the ability on the solid floor of balance, okay? When that balance seems to get better on the floor, then you go on the BOSU ball and you can challenge the balance, but you shouldn't be doing the sidekick at the same time. 
because you're, you're, you're taxing your body in a range or in a zone that is not working for either one, right? You're not training, you're not getting the full, the full, um, training benefit for the upper body and pelvis, and you're not getting this full training body for the, the proprioception. So BOSU ball is great. And I love a BOSU ball as well, but you, you know, when I, you have to break it down and start a whole lot simpler than even just putting somebody on a BOSU ball on, in a one leg stance and doing a small bounce that would be more optimal for me for the fifth degree form, because we all know we never land directly with all those points of contact, right? We either Mm -hmm. land to the left, we land to the right. So then that, that bouncing mimics what happens when we step over and pounce onto the right foot. Okay. Okay. So, and I, I, what I think, and I think you're getting at um, in asking me this, because I mentioned in the course is sometimes people get sports specific training kind of confused and it's not that they're not benefiting themselves but just mimicking the motions in a sport is not sport specific training because you're not breaking the motion apart and making a subcomponent stronger okay, okay. Mm. so that's where they get confused and i um and i had i've used an example before um and where like if you're training, change a direction. Okay. We don't want to train, change a direction specifically by adding in a chamber position because now we're taxing the body and now we're not getting optimal speed in the change of direction component. So you have to do we have to say, okay, sparring, what's the imposed demand? Well, you need to be able to move forward and move backward and move laterally really fast, right? So it doesn't mean that we have to put our leg in a chamber position and say like, hold somebody else in the classroom, hold their arm and kind of shift to the side and shift back and shift to the side because you're not chaining speed then. Like mm. you're, chaining, you're, you're actually training probably more strength in the gastric muscle, which is great and will be beneficial to you. But more beneficial would be actually breaking the movement down and training speed only, change of direction only. Okay, so so what I think I hear is that uh, let's say if I'm I'm looking at a component, um, whether it be sparring, forms, war brick, whatever, I see this component, this kick, this landing, all these different parts, and if I take the individual parts, try to break them down to the most basic piece, I train each of those basic pieces to the maximum I can train those. That's going to get when I put them all together, my result will be higher than, than if I uh, combine some of those pieces and try to maximally do it with them combined, I'm not going to get the end result that is as good as breaking all of those pieces down individually. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, and I, you know, I mean, <clears throat> I, I I'm not sure I would phrase it exactly like that, yeah. but that's the gist. Um, that's the idea, you know, is the gist, you know, like for instance, like a lot of people um, doing a one-legged stance requires a lot of strength in the glute medius muscle, which is a pelvic stabilizer. It holds your pelvis level, right? So you can practice that one-legged stance over and over and over, but unless you get on the ground, and you strengthen that glute medius muscle, which is required 
then you're not going to get the optimal benefits. You'll get better, I'm sure, over time. But, you know, I mean, we've all seen it in a number of sports. Like you can look at baseball, you can look at soccer, you can look at martial arts, you know, you can do the form 300 times, but there's still this one component that you just can't get. It just, you're not getting better at that component because you haven't looked like we need to look at it, break it down. What do we need to do to strengthen and to meet that imposed demand? Let's focus on the demand of the body. What's the demand on the body? Is it change of direction? Is it muscle strength? Is it proprioceptive feedback? Um, so that's, you know, okay. I think. Yeah, I, I see you, you break those down and it does seem like at some point, let's say I've I've maxed out, let's say, not that, that I necessarily do that, but the individual components, then it might be time to spend uh, a little more time with the combined component, just working that now that I've got all these little pieces together uh, and I've really like, I really strengthened the muscle that I need in this. I really worked on, you know, uh, things on the ground or whatnot. Um, you know, I, I've taken all the individual pieces. When I put it back together, it's already better. Um, and then yeah. maybe I could play with it uh, in but theoretically, together afterwards. Theoretically, as you're training those components, that full movement will get better on its own. Okay, because it because you are producing what you need to produce, whether it's strength or balance or whatever, mm-hmm. as you're doing that component, you'll notice it will get better on its own. And yes, you there. obviously we still remember there's there, you know, there's still the aspect of, you know, muscle memory and the body recognizing a task. Like we can't just, you know, negate that task, right? We can't just like, you know, stop kicking field goals and like work on hip flexor strength, right? Yeah. And then just be magically <laughs> yeah. better at, at, at that. Yeah. yeah. You've got to just train it together as well. But exactly. if you're going to get the maximum benefit of, of sports specific training, you got to break it down into pieces right. and work that individual piece. Not right. just, you know, I keep falling over on this so one technique in- or my sidekick isn't where I want it to be. I just keep trying the sidekick over and over again. It's, it's not going to get better. I but just, there's a I've reason it's it not down. writing. If there's uh-huh. a reason it's not getting better, right? You have some deficit or something you need to work on to make it better. There's a reason it's not getting better. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 And, so, that, and that breaking down the individual components helps you find the the piece of the puzzle that is missing there. Um, yeah. The, and here's improve. the beauty of that concept is the beauty of that concept is, is that at the same time works on injury prevention mm-hmm. because the weakness in your movement is what's going to cause you injury. Right. So the beauty of that is that, you know, you're working injury prevention and that's why I've always lumped my topics together as injury prevention and sports performance training, because really it's, it's a unified circle, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you work, you're improving the, the, all the pieces, you're less likely to fall apart, you know, as you're, as you're doing that. Well, and if we go back to, you know, if we're training the imposed demand, then that demand won't be as hard on your body Mm -hmm. and won't cause as many, well, we can't ever stop injuries, but we can definitely lessen the risk. 
right? Yes, ma'am. Um, and so, yeah. yeah so, all, all my sports training isn't going to help, you know, that concussion I get because I forgot to put my hand up, you know, <laughs> and, and, and just got whacked in the, in the skull. Exactly. Um, right. Yeah. Right. But, like, but it will help my hamstring and it'll help the, you know, all those, all those pieces. And, and then, you know, sometimes you just roll your ankle because, you know, you, it's a freak. It's a freak thing. So. Yeah. Like I, I hurt my ankle in 2015, that I 14 or 15 was when combat sparring first came out. I was jump, doing a jump strike to the head. And when I landed, my ankle landed on somebody else's foot pad on the, the person's foot pad that I was striking and my ankle like rolled to the side. Right. And yep. as strong as I thought my ankles were, I was a gymnast for 20 years. I never rolled an ankle. But the force of my body overcame the demand, like what I was capable of reproducing. So, you know, when I I always say that when the load and the force overcomes your ability, you will have an injury. Yeah. You can't stop that. That's you can't stop it. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, (laughs) this was super helpful. I just, that phrase that you mentioned in that, um, in that seminar, I wrote it down and I was like, I really want, cause I, I've, uh, um, you know, I've listened to a bunch of things. I've been working on my own, you know, understanding personal, you know, sports specific training stuff. And, uh, the, the idea or the, the term sports specific training gets mentioned a lot and isn't always defined. And I like the way you defined it, um, about, um, training the, the imposed demands of the sport. Um, yeah. and I wanted to kind of explore that a little bit. That was super helpful, ma'am. Um, we're going to encourage everyone to make sure that they sign up for your seminar at uh, world champion or excuse me, not worlds. We're done. Uh, at fall nationals in, uh, in Pittsburgh. Um, Absolutely. and, uh, thank you again for your time today. Ma'am. Oh no. Thanks for all you do. Appreciate it. Listener feedback. So ATA nation, uh, one, uh, love, Love that content. Really excited about learning more, um, just diving more into uh, this sports-specific training. But I wanted to get some of your feedback. So um, I'm working on an idea, a special project, where I want to feature some some teams across ATA Nation, across the globe, and do something special with each team. I've got an idea, um, but I need some nominations for teams. If you are on a team specifically that you would like to get featured on the ATA Nation podcast, let us know. You need to uh, DM me uh, on Instagram, um, the ATA Nation podcast. All you have to do is uh, search ATA Nation podcast on Instagram. You'll find us there. DM me and say, hey, I listen to the show. I'm on team. Name your team and say, I, I would love, we would love to be featured on the show. And I've got a, a super cool idea uh, that I want to share with you. Um, some of the teams that got, uh, you know, I did a poll recently or asked a question who your favorite team was and uh, these people reached out they don't know about this project yet so you got to reach back out if you you already sent me your team name when you hear this you have to say hey i heard about it on the podcast i want us to be uh, featured um and uh be part of this top secret thing uh team instinct was mentioned um online uh team pickering power which i've i've come in contact with them multiple times great teams there um jersey diablos i've never got to meet them i'm sure uh they are a killer team. Um, obviously, Team USA. Um, A3. Um, the uh, Team Excellence. I'm a little uh, biased of those because they're um, from people I know. Um, 
the junior Euro champs uh, are uh, Black Teddy's team, is what it says. I haven't heard of that team. Um, team Odyssey. Uh, so if you guys, those teams, or any other uh, people who are listening to me who are on a team want to uh, be part of this super special project, uh, you gotta you gotta DM me on Instagram um, in the uh, the ATA Nation Instagram account. And uh, we will uh, see what we can do about hooking you guys up um, with uh, a, a really, a really cool, cool idea. Um, so, anyways, that's going to be the show for us today. It was a blast to be part of uh, your day today. Again, I am just thrilled that you are uh, willing to uh, tune in every week and be part of the show. We love you, ATA Nation. And would you do us a favor and share this with a friend? Leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcasting app and then share this with a friend. Post it on your Instagram. Let us know where you're listening to it. We would really appreciate it. Until next time, make sure you're out there taking action. Thanks for listening to another episode of the ATA Nation podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share with your ATA family. Okay, one little tip on uh, what my secret project might involve, and it has to do with Web3. Yep, it's another uh, another little hobby I have, but you'll have to wait and see. Okay, later, guys.